Eyes, a podcast where we journey through the weekly Torah portion and glean parenting insights along the way. My heart is to treat God as the template of a perfect parent and to use this to inspire us to be a more loving inner parent to ourselves, to our physical children, and our spiritual children for those of us who teach. So, welcome back. I'm glad you're here. Um, This episode is sponsored by Young Living um, Essential Oils and SashaClark.com, my personal business. I offer coaching sessions and um, classes to people, especially... especially excited right now about I have a safety class about how to use essential oils safely um, and just helping people avoid some of the common pitfalls when they're new to oil so I encourage you to check that out on my website super excited about it it's just in time for the holidays and it's cheap too it's like less than a stocking stuffer priced so go check that out sashaclark.com and uh, and it'll be under essential oils on my tabs and um, yeah, you can gift it a subscription or a sorry a class enrollment to any of your friends or family that are interested in learning more about oils but um, don't know who to ask yet. So anyway, by the way, I'm not a parenting expert despite being in my 25th year of my own parenting journey. I, like you, am a work in progress totally. I actually said that like three times today on a phone call, so... Um, I hope to lead by example, not by expertise, and I hope that my insight, sorry, I hope that my hindsight will bring you some insight always. So we do have our first question from a listener today. So just as a reminder, you can submit any of your parenting questions through my website, sashaclark.com, and if your question is anonymously aired on an episode, you will get $20 off any of my current offers. So mazel tov to our first master question asker. And uh, she writes, okay, this all sound great, sounds great, but here's where it gets kind of sticky for me. How on earth do you get your children to listen to you? I mean, I have tried to teach my son all kinds of different things, and as soon as I t- start talking, he tunes out, interrupts, and just walks away. Any suggestions? <laughs> yes, actually, I do have a few suggestions. And ironically, I think this Parsha may hold the keys for us. So just a quick summary. We're in the Parsha Lech Lecha, which um, Lecha is, uh, has the same Shoresh or verbal root as Leket, which means to walk or to go. So God is basically telling Abram, who isn't Avraham yet, he's Avram or Ab, it depends on which which pronunciation you're going to go with the Americanized version or the Hebrew version. But Avram is not Avraham yet, and so he is getting called to continue the work of his father Terah by moving into Canaan. So um, he gets later called Avraham. He hears and accepts the call from Hashem or God that includes a promise. And at 75, he just like heads out. (laughs) No offense, but I think I'd like to be retiring by 75, not purchasing a new home somewhere, you know. Anyway, he begins to head out, stake out the land, and gets distracted by a famine. Then he has to part ways with Lot because their flocks have gotten too big and they're starting, their herdsmen are fighting. You know, that's uh, at parents out there. You always know that that's when it's about time for the child to leave the nest is when when the kitchen feels too small for two grown-ups in it. So <laughs> that's anyway, so we see him, you know, gracefully letting Lot move out and um, God repeats the promise again, this time emphasizing the phrase your offspring to a to Avram. Then there's a war among the natives. Note that Avram stays out of it. 
He goes and rescues Lot, who got tied up in it on accident, and we meet a random priest-king guy of the Most High, who Avram gives one-tenth of his wealth to. Um, And then Avram is like, kind of calls God out and says, hey dude, I still don't have any offspring. Why are you making me so wealthy? It's basically going to go to my, my, you know, my, my servant, Eliezer. So first of all, wouldn't that be cool to inherit from your boss a bunch of wealth, but whatever. So anyway, then we, um, then God takes him out to see the stars. And this is so huge. This is like the basis of my current um, coaching experience is that I don't believe in astrology as far as its ability to predict our future. Um, I don't, I just don't believe that's true because I do believe that through prayer and charity and um, supplication and repentance and good deeds that you can alter the course of your stars. I may, I, maybe I have was destined to some much worse life than I have now, but I have um, devoted my life to prayer and trying to do as many good deeds as possible. And, um, and I think through the grace of God and that relationship, that partnership, we have been able to overturn some of the nasty things in my stars. So all that said, I do think that there is something about astrology, namely the, the, the science of human design that gives us a clue to what our soul's curriculum is here in this incarnation um, that we have no real way of knowing what our soul's curriculum is because our mind is too busy thinking about what our will and our agenda is. So anyway, and then of course we get conditioned by society to want, you know, 2.5 children and the white picket fence and all that stuff. So, um, so I think human design kind of bypasses the mind and helps us to see what the spiritual blueprint or spiritual fingerprint of our soul is. So we can get to know what the path of our soul is in this incarnation. So anyway, um, he takes him outside. It's really important because Avram was an astrologer. Many people in the Bible were astrologers, including, you know, um, all the wise, the wise people in Babylon. And, um, anyway, so he takes him out to show him the stars and he's like, yeah, I know you were, your stars say you're supposed to be, you know, married to this woman who's barren, but I am telling you, you'll have as many, as many offspring as you can count the number of the stars there. That's how many your descendants will be. You're like not going to be able to even count them all. So, um, that's really cool. <laughs> so you're, uh, and then he repeats that your very own issue will be your heir. So, and then we have this offering thing, a trance, a covenant. We have Sarah taking matters in her own hands Um, then the next time God repeats himself, and I'm getting to a point here, the next time God repeats himself, um, then he mentions Abraham and Sarah in the promise. So now he's like, no, this isn't just a promise to you. This is a promise to you and Sarah, you guys will have an offspring. So, um, but then of course, Abraham, he's really nice. He's learned to talk back to God. If you haven't noticed already, (laughs) he obviously feels safe with him and he asks for a blessing on Ishmael. Like, don't forget my other son, you know? And so anyway, this is kind of, this is a key point to our listeners question today. Two of the things I was really inspired by in these, um, two main points I was inspired by in this week's Parsha. Number one, God patiently repeats himself. I, you know, if you've ever had a toddler in the house, you know that sometimes you just really have to repeat yourself. He seems to understand that Abram cannot imagine the fulfillment of his promise of all that he's saying to him. Like he understands there's a limitation to Avram's understanding. And we have to, you know, make sure that our directions too are, you know, um, scaled up or scaled down based on the child's maturity level and stage of development. 
And if their needs are met, if a child's energetic needs are not met, it's very difficult for them to respond to what we're asking of them in a, in a healthy way. So, um, and we'll talk about that more in other episodes. So anyway, God repeats himself and each time he emphasizes different parts of the promise that make it easier for Abraham to comprehend what's being told to him and what he's supposed to do about it. So like first the land, then he, then he emphasizes no land and offspring. Then he emphasizes no offspring through this particular woman's womb. So reminds me of back when the hobbits were younger, when I basically boiled down all of our household rules to two key things, respect and safety. And so before I would get into a, a series of questions about what are you doing? Why did you do that to your brother? Who poked whose eye out? Whatever, trying to get to the bottom of it. I would start out with saying, are you being respectful to your brother right now? And do you think what you're doing is safe? And then that would stop them from acting long enough for us to have a little bit of a conversation. So um, my second big point was that God actually listens when Avram, later known as Avraham, is speaking to him. God's listening and responding and having a dialogue. So um, that's my second big reminder as a parent is like, do I, mo- do I model respectful discourse with my children? Are they allowed to disagree with me? Even if I don't change my mind, are they allowed to disagree with me? It's there's, Everybody's entitled to an opinion. And are they when they are disagreeing with me, are they doing it in a respectful manner? Because that's super important too. So, um, and the best way to, sh- to get respect from your children is to show it to them, to respect their thinking, their feelings, and to listen to them, look them in the eyes when they're speaking to you. So I am curious of how you all feel, all my listeners, about children interrupting grownups when they're speaking. It's something that comes up. It, it's Anyway, I'll save my own thoughts about it until next week, but I am curious. I kind of go back and forth on the issue depending on the scenario. So I would love for you to respond down in the comments and tell me your thoughts, and we'll talk about this a little more next week. Um, Parenting touch points. So my big parenting touch points here, first and foremost, parenting is a trusting relationship. It's a communication, which is a two-way street, and God in this Parsha is modeling for us how to communicate the same thing in different ways at all while maintaining respect and dignity for Abraham. He doesn't go, geez, Abraham, I already said this to you like three times, you know? Um, and then do my children, the other big touch point is, do my children feel like I'm in their corner? Am I, um, like Brene Brown says, is the problem in front of us or in between us? And I kind of alluded to this last week when we were talking about, you know, if I don't want my kids to, carry on like a bunch of criminals, I probably should stop acting like the warden or the cop in the house, you know, trying to catch them doing something wrong. So, um, yeah, that's, those are my big things. Um, I did write a human design article about how to communicate with your kids and you know, guess what? It, you can change your communication style based on your child's aura type and, um, and it will make a huge difference. I, I, I'm really curious. I have a poll out on that post too on Substack. So if you're not already subscribed to my human design um, blog on Substack, I really encourage you to go check that out because um, I am also giving parenting tips. So general communication tips. I mean, the communication tip, skills based on um, human design type and aura type is not um, limited to parenting. I mean, it's, it would work with your spouse or with your coworkers or with your friends or with your siblings, you know. So, um, Anyway, 
in a nutshell, there's two distinct ways to communicate de- depending on which, which aura type you are and which aura type the other person is. The, the blog for right now is only going over how to talk in their language. Um, we will have a subsequent blog, hopefully in the next week, that will talk about what about if your aura type is this or your aura type is that, how does that change how you communicate? And there's some things you can look at in the, um, the gates of the throat in the human design chart too that can help kind of fine tune your, uh, and also where Mercury, what Mercury is highlighting in your chart to kind of fine tune your communication style. But the easiest, simplest way to answer my listener's question is that if you're communicating respect and you're listening and showing respect to the, ch- to the child, the best thing you to, can do next is to find out their aura type. And there's a, I have a link in that, in my blog post this week, um, with a place where you can get your child's chart and your own chart and then use the tips I have in that blog to just reformat the way you're interacting with them. So in just some general ways, and we'll talk, we will definitely talk about this more in future episodes. So thank you so much for submitting your question. I'm really honored and, and thrilled to be doing this podcast. Um, you, for all the moms and dads out there, you're doing a great job. If you're listening to this podcast, you are obviously committed to being the best parent or grandparent or caregiver or, or teacher. Um, I mean, we parent, we parent other people's kids in so many ways by just being in their corner and, and especially with the, um, people that are, you know, transgender and just trying to figure out their sexuality, like just knowing someone is there, loving them unconditionally is a total emotional parenting process. Um, for some kids who are just really struggling at home. So just any of you that are parenting anybody in any way, whether you're a teacher or a um, just a mentor or a coach, I just want you to know that if you're listening to this, trying to become a better whatever that na- pronoun is, um, I, I appreciate you and you're doing a great job. And um, thanks for tuning in. And I do invite you to check out the human design post this week where we talk about communication styles. And I do have 30-minute um, sessions available for coaching if you need help like applying this information to your specific chart in your unique circumstances. So until next week, may the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob bless you richly with wisdom, understanding, and love. Shalom.